artist Stevie Hokamo originally planned to study tamoko before she was seduced by the feeling of clay in her hands. It was 2011 when she first met members of the Nga Kaihanga Uku, the Māori Clay Workers Collective. They included the late Manos Nathan, Bay Riddell, and the artist who had become her tūkana, or teacher, Wi Taipa. Stevie's got on to establish her own distinctive style of uku carving, referencing whakapapa, customary vessels, and tattoo practices of tamoko and tatau. She's just opened her first solo exhibition in Te Waipaunamu, the South Island, at Nelson's Suter Gallery. Stevie says her first encounter with the collective uku artists got off to a shaky start. We had a workshop with Manos, Bay, and we, and um, I turned up late to it because I had been at a Fano birthday, and I'd had experience when I was in the States. I was um, on a um, softball scholarship university, and I'd done pottery, and I just I couldn't connect to it. I didn't like it. I didn't go to class, <laughs> and so when they said we were doing that with Toiho the same kind of idea oh well we're going to be doing like pottery and so I turned up late and probably didn't have the greatest you know like intention for it and just started working and we started challenging me to make pinch pots but really what it was is uh, Manos said anyone that's interested to learn how to carve clay or even just hold a carving tool come over here and there were four of us and we're all wahine as well and we sat down with them because it was an opportunity at the time for us to even just have carving tools and being allowed to carve or that intention to carve um, and because it was the clay. And as soon as I saw Manos cut one line into the clay, that was what derailed me. And it wasn't a conscious decision. It was almost like a need. <laughs> what a beautiful yeah, thing and, though I mean and how did, yeah. how, how did they respond to you I mean you know we Bay and, and Manos you know this this is their love this collective that they created to celebrate Uku did, did, yeah. he, did he respond to your response it was quite interesting because when because we is my uh, tuakana and I'm his tēna uh, which is that kind of traditional um, teacher-student kind of relationship which is all-encompassing you know things not just you know the medium you're working in and when we first met he irritated me and I irritated him and I think because we're quite both strong people and we just wouldn't give in to each other so it was quite interesting because they were there for five days and I was there with him for three and it wasn't till they pulled my work out of the we did a salt firing and he looked at me and then he just took my work over to Bay and Manos and they had a little chat and then Manos asked me if I was selling the piece and I said well no you know I have to give that away because it was the first thing I'd made and so I was brought up that the first thing you make and whatever you do needs to be gifted you know it's good intention moving forward yeah and then there was just the shift within me and we and then we started to call the tutors at Toyho to see how I was doing and then he'd give me advice and then next minute he'd turn up in his camper van with all his work and next minute I'm firing and colouring his work and mixing oxides for him and so it just became from quite an interesting challenging beginning of our relationship to the point where I feel like I'm one of his sons oh my god (laughs) even though I'm a girl (laughs) he treats me like a son (laughs) so as your confidence grew what did you find yourself wanting to 
car because I, I love the the phrase I walk backwards into the future with my eyes fixed on the past. I think yeah. it's a beautiful sentiment. What have you found yourself drawn to as you make your own work? I suppose a description of what I do was um, said to me a few years ago, which is I've created my own visual language. One of the things that I've just naturally done, you know, I was um, born and raised in Porirua in Cannons Creek. So it was a very Pacific and Māori community. And so you saw Pacifica and Māori work all in the same spaces, not artwork, but just on the streets. And I like to explore and imagine who we were and, and trying to take my work and my pattern work and encompassing it because I was brought up that, yes, I'm Māori, but I'm a Pacific Islander as well as in the fact that we all come from the Pacific. And I mean, we started talking about Tāmoko and that that was originally the path you thought you would take. And I see in this exhibition yeah. at the Suta, Tāmoko is mentioned. So what are you exploring yes. here? Whakapapa, really. Um, me, my family, our stories. You know, I grew up away from our whenua or Turangawaiwai, which is um, Farikahika and Tiararoa in um, the East Cape. And um, I come, you know, my family, um, you know, with Tufakairiura um, Te Hapu. Um, so there's a lot of lineage and mana there. Um, you know, they, they say that um, they can trace our family being on that same whenua for over 30 generations. It's an outlet for me. So my carving is telling the story. And the vessels, they're an extension of us, even if it's just a flat piece, you know, it's like the skin that's been ripped away from Papa Tuanuku that I have the honour of marking with our stories. I mean, the shapes that you make, they're so intricately carved, but do the shapes come first and then the carving follows or are they as one yeah. for you, Stevie, you know, when you're envisioning it or maybe when your fingers are in the clay, you know, do you do you know when the shape takes form, how it will be carved? Yeah, there is an intention when I first start, like I have an idea of um, the overall shape, but I have a belief that, um, you know, clay is still alive and kind of like the grain of wood or even how you're cutting meat, there is a certain way that it, it needs to be done or it wants to go. And I think the clay is like that too. So although I do have an intention of maybe the size and what I'm trying to reference at times, like for example, like the hue, which I really love to um, make or make interpretations of hue, then whatever it is, I then approach it like the body. So like a tamoko artist where I will then look at the shape and then I decide, okay, what am I trying to accentuate? So I, my background in high school and the year I did in university in the States, I came from graphic design and tech drawing. So kind of swapped over halfway through my college years um, from tech drawing to graphic design. So my approach is from a graphic design perspective as well. Like, you know, what lines are going to give positive versus negative connotation. So, yeah. And so it's just, yeah. And then my dad was a roofer and a builder. So it's like all these things that have imprinted in me just come out in my carvings. Are there different carving techniques? I'm just trying to think if we were side by side and you were showing me your carving tools, because we talked yeah. about tāmoko before, and I suddenly thought, oh my goodness, yeah. you know, is that, a, is that a carving technique or is it all, you know, with a knife and clean lines? Uh, how, how, do you have many approaches? 
Um, so what I use is the wood or lino cutting tools. They're just miniature versions of the um, carver's tools, basically. Um, so that's what I use. And the process is different in clay than you would approach the same kind of carving designs into wood, um, obviously, because the clay is softer, so it needs to be approached. So over the last 10 years, um, I've really tried to hone how to create those patterns. So like, for example, one of my friends had a go with um, my carving tools and he's a um, Fakairo carver. And he went to carve like a Fakairo carver into clay and it just didn't work because the, the material was too, too soft for what he was so used to where they chip away. Yeah, so I've had to kind of create even my own techniques with those tools to create what I need to put onto the surface. I thought it would be good to talk through the Whakapapa chain. So they, these are part of yeah. your Suta exhibition, your first solo exhibition in the South Island. Yeah. So tell me about the chains, because this comes back to what you were saying before, this strong connection you have with your Whakapapa. Yeah, so the Whakapapa chains, actually, I did a, um, a small permaculture internship uh, with my friend's family over in New Mexico on the um, Santa Clara Reservation. Uh, and the Santa Clara Reservation is part of the Pueblo people and they're the clay people, so they have the clay tradition. And I got to hold um, some blue corn seeds from their seed bank and it was in a small mud house and they'd had, you know, come through their family. And just holding them and thinking about that whole process and again, you know, that past, present, future and then thinking about that and then thinking about, you know, what, what do we have that kind of represents whakapapa like this, like these seeds. And then I'm thinking, okay, well, you've got the tokotoko, which is, you know, the calves walking sticks or staffs and, you know, how you run your hands down them and they tell the stories. Or if you've got a tonga that's got the notches carved into it and they're called storytellers or you know represent raindrops and then that whole idea okay we'll look outside of Māori dum. so the rosary but not really what the rosary was about but what your hand motions are doing and why they're doing it and so I started looking at that and started to think about whakapapa and then I was making small seeds and carving them like and I was calling them like heirloom seeds or whakapapa seeds. And then I started to make them bigger. And then I thought, well, wouldn't it be amazing to have a chain of them? I don't like to use that word in a way, because, <laughs> but for lack of better words. Um, and then, you you know, you're looking at it and you, you reach out and you run your hand down and every single one is an individual. So it's almost like it's an individual person or an individual each generation of a whakapapa. And so not only are you visually looking at it, but you're running your hand down and, and you're interacting with it and it's telling you its story. Yeah, and they're all hand-carved. They're all individually made. So they're pinch pots put together. Then they're individually shaped so that it's really like lining up a whole bunch of people, <laughs> you know. And then what I try to do too is starting to tell that story of our whakapapa, which is right back. And through that, I also did my DNA test and found out, you know, all, all the different parts of myself. And then I like that idea too, like for the show, when you walk into the show, there's three chains hanging down, almost like a pope. 
and you have no choice but to interact with it but then it's also not just a challenge it's also to interact and see in yourself about your own whakapapa because for me I, I love to challenge people to not only just look at Māori you know if they're not Māori yes it's a beautiful culture but everybody's culture is beautiful and it's trying to get people to have pride and feel mana in their own whakapapa and through the chains having that moment we have to engage with it and reflect it's you just naturally start reflecting about your own family and your own you know who you are where you come from well that's what I hope anyway <laughs> what's the tradition of uku in terms of firing within toy maori well, it's quite interesting. So I remember Manos talking to us about the challenges that he had up on his own whenua up in Northland when they were trying to revive the culture of uku, um, Māori uku. And, you know, there was pushback about, because, you know, some saw it that you were burning papatuanuku. Um, so there was that versus others that saw well no this is a tradition that we had you know like we can all link back through the pacific you know you've got lapita pottery but a lot of you know like i know bay and manos that went over to um the states and worked with blue corn um and her whanau um in new mexico and that to learn some of those traditions because that tradition was lost um you know and some people see that well you know um ceramics or clay isn't old Māori art form and it's like well it was it's just at some point you know we stopped like I, I think you know we talk about the hue so we had vessels so we didn't need to make vessels so yeah so I, I don't have a huge knowledge base on those but the firing techniques we've learned have taken from other indigenous cultures and then worked into how we can use them Uku clay sculptor Stevie Hokamo, her show Ira Tangata Ira Atua has just opened at the Suta Art Gallery in Nelson and images of her work are on our webpage.